Hello, welcome to the Living Open podcast for mystics and seekers. I'm your host, Erin. I'm a Philly-based healing artist, and this is a podcast to support your healing journey. Hello, friends. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Living Open podcast. Today's episode is not an interview. I've had a ton of interviews recently, and I hope you all have been enjoying them. Um, And there's lots more interviews to come. I've done some really amazing interviews with people over the past couple of weeks that are going to be coming out at the end of December and January and February, trickling out through every week. Um, And I feel really excited to share those conversations. But Today's episode is winter solstice medicine. Some of you might know that I had been doing astrological season readings for a while. (laughs) I'm like a year or two or I don't know how long, but a while on this podcast as collective readings. Um, But that had started to feel not very good to me and a bit stale and a bit too often. I think in my own practice and in my own life, I'm orienting much more towards intaking less and integrating and being with more. So a new tarot reading every single astrological season, 12 times a year. Um, is that right? 12 times a year, 12-ish times a year. <laughs> um, doesn't feel good to me in this moment, um, but working with the seasons more so feels really good. So I'm excited to be doing winter solstice medicine with you today and I'm going to be sharing a collective tarot reading for the winter solstice time for the winter season and my plan which could be evolving and changing who knows but my plan in this moment is to continue with these for each season. So at the spring equinox I'll do a medicine episode Same for summer solstice and fall equinox and back again to the winter solstice. I'm also curious to hear if any of you feel like sharing on Instagram or email or however you want to get in touch about how you're feeling about that balance between taking in and integrating about what's feeling good to you, about how maybe some of those things might be changing and shifting for you as well. So if you feel like sharing, I would love to hear I love being in conversation with y'all listening to the show because um, it's lonely over here, just me <laughs> and often a guest, but in these intros and these solo episodes, it's like, it's just me. So we'd love to hear how you feel. And of course, we'd also love to hear how this collective reading lands for you and any, you know, intentions that you're feeling into for winter. My intentions for winter are around sinking into big feelings and continuing to stay with my traumatized parts and my shadow parts, my really scared parts. Um, I have intentions around continuing to soften and open to life and to keep loving even when I'm really afraid and my whole body is tightening and clenching. And also around honoring beauty. I feel like I've really come into my Libra-ness around beauty (laughs) over this past year and grief and sadness has really cracked me open into the deepest of deep appreciations for beauty 
in sunsets and poetry and trees and flowers and all of those kinds of things and I think that I can discourage myself and tell myself like that doesn't matter but I actually believe that beauty deeply matters and that it's so human and that it's something that I'm here to experience and be present for and that it helps me heal and create resilience and it helps me carve a container to hold the really hard stuff to be with pleasure and with beauty. So I'm intending to step into that more and more over the winter and in every season, in every year of every lifetime. I also wanted to take a minute to share a bit about what's feeling hard this season. I know lots of folks are talking about how holiday season time can be really difficult and it's never been that difficult for me until this year, which is definitely a privilege. And it's not that, you know, everything's always been harmonious, but that I've been really willing to um, engage anyways, and have sometimes had to push down feelings, but mostly have just had, like, a kind of harmonious time, because my family is deeply, deeply conflict avoidant, so we're all able usually to, to gather, and to be okay, and to enjoy, enjoy each other's company, um, and also setting boundaries helps with that as well, but this year, especially, the grief feels so huge, when I'm not going to be seeing my family in the ways that I've always seen my family because of newly estranged relationships and there's like joy and beauty there too like wow it's gorgeous that I get to have a whole sibling Christmas and we'll just focus on each other and eat food and give each other gifts and hug and celebrate with each other And it's gorgeous that I'll get to spend time with my partner's family and there's lots of loveliness as well. Um, But the grief is really huge for a lot of reasons and in a lot of different ways and I'm not really going to talk more about that but I just want to say that that's super present and if it's present for you too, I'm sending you so much love it's really fucking hard. It's really hard and it's really intense. Um, and I just want to say I see you in that and I hope that you are finding ways to soften in the ways that you need to and be nourished in the ways that feel good to you and find some moments of joy and beauty and pleasure and peace and whatever it is that you want, even as you're also holding grief and whatever else you're holding. Something I'm really working with right now is that balance between like accepting what's happening accepting where i'm at where my dad's at where how everything is in this moment and abandoning hope of fruition um which is a buddhist slogan that i've been reading a bit about in sangha with my partner and in pema children's books and Also, believing in change, believing in change as possible, having having hope (laughs) for that things will be different at the same time as I'm working with accepting and abandoning hope. So 
if that doesn't make any sense to you, that's okay. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but I think the more that I heal, the more I'm like, oh, I can hold so many contradictions and I can be with so many things um, that are all true and that are deeply nuanced and it's okay to, to want to hope and also to abandon hope at the same time and I can accept where I'm at while also wanting things to change and accepting that they may never change and I need to figure out how to be okay right now in this moment with things as they are. So another season of holding contradiction and another season of feeling and of being with and crying and holding and being held and all of those things. As far as the solstice, I think that ritual is such a beautiful soft place to land and I'm really looking forward to doing some solstice ritual this year. It feels particularly important this year as a holiday that holiday feels like a weird word for the solstice even though it is a holiday but as a day that is about death and about darkness um, on the darkest night of the year, literally, and about honoring what is dying and has died. I think any grieving rituals, any rituals around honoring darkness, around connecting with nature and winter themes and yin time and surrender would be really gorgeous. And perhaps if it's right for you, any rituals around cultivating hope and acceptance at the same time. We'll also be doing a solstice ritual together in the virtual solstice breathwork ceremony for grief that I'm holding on Wednesday the 22nd at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time if you want to join us for that. I'm intending for that to be a soft place for us all to land as well with all of our grief and with all of our big feelings And since those things are stored in the body, to connect with our bodies and make spaciousness in our bodies and in our lives to connect with those things and let them move through us and honor and accept that they're here and not bypass, but give them a little bit of a, like a steam vent, like when you make tea and it's screaming because the water is so hot of like opening the top of the kettle so that the steam can release and the water is still there, but maybe it's a little bit easier to hold and exist with. Didn't know I was going there with that metaphor, but yeah, that's the solstice breathwork ceremony for grief. So if you want to join, the link's in the description recording will be sent to everyone so if you can't make it on time that's okay and thursday this thursday is also the last day for intro pricing on the religious trauma healing meditation album it's not going away but it will get more expensive this was kind of a celebratory lower price um i don't know introduction launch of this offering that i poured a lot of my heart into that's really about healing into less of the fragmented version of yourself and more of the whole authentic version of yourself after religious trauma. So you can check that out in the description as well. And with that being said, all of that being said, 
Let's get into our collective tarot reading for the winter solstice. So a, a caveat as always with these collective readings is this is collective, it's broad strokes, it's for so many people and I really want you to take whatever resonates in your body, whatever feels true for you and leave behind what doesn't you don't need to internalize that um this isn't me telling you what you should do or what's right for you but it's intended my intention is to offer a bit of wisdom from the cards and some things for you to reflect on and figure out how they apply to your life what want what you want to take from it and how you want to be changed by it knowing that we're also different and working with different things and have different traumas and capacities and lives and identities and experiences and that's rich and beautiful and complex and no one reading could encompass all of that um so yeah let this be a way for you to practice your hierophant work to practice taking in what's right for you and not just taking it all in as truth without um yeah without running it through the filter of your own intuition so the invitation of the winter solstice for us is the hanged one i talked about surrender a few minutes ago and the hanged one is about surrender the hanged one is about how we surrender to presence, how we surrender to be with what's actually here, how we let ourselves really see, and how we learn to actually be present with what's happening. You can see in the hanged one, like the person is literally just being there. They're not on their phone, they're not watching TV, they're not like doing those things that we do to distract and I'll just say distracting is so important sometimes and it's beautiful and I do it and you don't need to be present all the time, that's not what I'm saying. But most of us are really good at the distracting part and that comes a bit easier. The invitation of the solstice isn't to distract, it's to go deeper into. It's to see the parts of yourself that are asking for attention, to see the stories, to see the traumatized parts, the shadow bits, the hard stuff, and to meet it with curiosity and to meet it with, it's okay that you're here. I accept that you're here. I might not want you to be here. I might not want this to be true. I might not even want this part of me to exist. I might not want what has happened to me to have happened, but I can accept and honor that it's here and there are these impacts and there are these parts of myself or there are these feelings, these stories that are asking for my attention that want something from me, that need something from me so I can exist more in my wholeness and my fullness and less from the traumatized version of myself that I constructed as a response to what happened to me, as a response to be safe. Um, with the hanged one, there's just so much compassion and care and presence that's being asked of us as we meet whatever is here this season, whatever is here with the solstice, whatever is dying, whatever is hurting, whatever is broken, whatever is healing, whatever is healed, whatever it is that we're meeting, 
the hanged one is a reminder that you can be with it with some intentionality you can find beauty here you can find magic here you can step into this um deep place you can sink into this deep place of acceptance and love and it's not easy it's not easy and it's not comfortable this card the person how their body is literally hanging in this card like that doesn't look comfortable at all and that's part of it it's also about understanding like what is growth that is uncomfortable and what's uncomfortable in the service of our wholeness and fullness versus what is uncomfortable because it's not for us. It's not actually right. It's something that's actually going to hurt and not heal. So there can be a working with distinction there as well. And we can bring our presence to what is dying this season with this solstice. And what is dying is the high priestess. This feels like another one of those contradictions or being asked to hold. Immediately, I feel such ego death happening in this card and such death of the idea that you have to have all the answers and figure everything out yourself. And at the same time, I also believe that you really do have the answers that you need inside your body and inside yourself. But this feels like death to all or nothing. Death to all or nothing thinking in so many ways and death to the idea that you either trust yourself fully and completely and you don't need anyone else or anything else um, to offer advice or support or healing that's one extreme and the other extreme would be you have to completely outsource your power to figure out what to do. You can't trust your intuition at all. You trust yourself zero. This feels like death to the idea that it's a binary of self-trust. This feels like death to the idea that you know everything and you don't need anyone else. This feels like death to the idea that... This feels like death to the idea that you are only one thing. The High Priestess is one example of the so-called feminine in the tarot, but there is such a wide spectrum and variety of ways to exist in this energy in so many different parts of the feminine. There's the creative, the sexual, um, there's the wild, there's the destructive, there's the angry, there's the soft, there's not just the intuitive, the knower of mysteries. Um, and this is like regardless of how you identify and what energies you align with and all of those things death to the idea that there's one part of you that is the whole you um this is like wholeness is about accessing all of that wide range all of the spectrum of what you are all of the energies that you hold all of the parts of yourself and how to hold that dying process is the five of cups it's to grieve it's to wail it's to keen it's to cry it's to mourn and let yourself be in the loss of what is lost let yourself be in the pain of letting go let yourself be in the pain of ego death of going into the chrysalis of parts of self-dying of ways of relating to self-dying of parts of comfort that you've constructed dying there can be grief here and there probably is and that's it's like so cliche but it's how everyone always says the only way out is through that's what this card is this is how we hold the dying process through winter 
internally and externally in ourselves and outside of ourselves. It's through grieving. It's through letting our hearts be open and soft enough to be stretched by grief. It's by sinking onto our knees and feeling the pain of what is really here and how hard that can be and also how cathartic and how healing and how badly we need it in a world that tells us to never feel and to be all buttoned up and that we're being dramatic. This card is like, bring the fucking drama, bring the feelings. You need it. You need to feel what's here, whatever that is for you. That's how you hold the dying process by honoring that something is dying and that that is fucking sad. Even if it's something that needs to die, even if it's something that you want to die. There's always a loss of something, whether it's comfort or safety or a false way of viewing yourself that felt really good, whatever it is. And what to cultivate in ourselves at this time is justice. And I love that both the High Priestess and Justice are here. These cards are so connected to me in the sense that the High Priestess is the one who sees and Justice is the one who takes that process of seeing further and does and acts. So cultivating in ourselves at this time a deep willingness to see truth, to be with what is true, and to do something about it, to be brave enough to have the conversation, to speak up, to say the thing, to go to the thing, to do the action, to show up in really tangible and intangible energetic and emotional and spiritual ways. Um cultivating in ourselves a more willingness to see truth and move towards generative conflict, move towards what feels scary, and take action from that place of deep honesty with self, turning deep honesty with self into honesty with other, into honesty with community, with collective, which can turn into care, which can turn into movements, which can turn into magic at a wide scale. That's what we're cultivating in ourselves at this time, if you want to. I think that's all I want to share for this reading. I think that if there's anything else I would leave you with, it's that the work of healing and changing and transforming can be difficult and can be intense. And not always. It's not always. Sometimes it can be fun and easy and that's amazing too. We love that that doesn't quite feel like the energy we're working with here. It doesn't quite feel like the winter energy, um, but that it's worth it. And when you get to become more yourself, that is the most beautiful, gorgeous thing. And I want that for me. And I want that for you if you want it. Um, and yeah, that's all. I'm sending you all lots of love. I hope that whatever you're doing for solstice, it's nourishing if you're holding big feelings and grief at this time, I hope you'll come join us for Solstice Breathwork for Grief. And either way, lots of love to you. And I'll see you next time on Monday for another interview back to our regularly scheduled programming. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please do tap five stars and leave us a nice review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. I appreciate it so, so much. And it's a really lovely way to be in exchange with the show, with an indie podcast. You can check out all the links mentioned in this episode in the description, and I'll be back on Monday with another episode. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it and stay in touch on Instagram at E-R-Y-N-J underscore or Patreon until then.